This is the Business Storytelling Podcast with Christoph Trapp, available on Google, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, and other podcast channels. Want to play it on your iPhone? Just ask Siri to play the Christoph Trapp Business Storytelling Podcast, also available on Alexa. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Hello, business storytellers. It's Christoph Trapp, your host of the Business Storytelling Podcast and author of Content Performance Culture. Today, we want to talk about cartoons in your content marketing. And here's why this is an interesting topic to me, because visual content works and it really can help you uh, have your story stand out. And you certainly know my opinion on um, stock art images. We'll get to that in a little bit down the road. But I'm joined today by Dave McDonald. He's the founder and cartoonist at Crafted 1K. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Christoph. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me. And, and w- where are you located? Uh, I'm actually in upstate New York, so about, about two and a half hours north of New York City. Fantastic. I'm, I'm glad we were able to find a time to talk about this topic. So cartoons in content. Yes. I, you don't see it all that often. I mean, every once in a while, I know there's some cartoonists out there who I think publish their own things, but how about... Are we, are we thinking about cartoons for specific company campaigns, or, or how does that look? Yeah, well, it's a little of both, whether it's a company campaign or personal branding of entrepreneurs out there. Um, a lot of the, the work I do will go in two different directions. One, it would be more towards branding. So, you know, say there's a, a figure that has a message that they want to get out and they want to make it unique and different. The cartoon helps exemplify that. And then on the other side, there's more internal messaging. So if there's an HR department that has a couple new criteria that they need to roll out to their employees, instead of seeing that in your inbox and just kind of, you know, blasting through it, cartoons kind of help engage their employees to actually read what they're, what they're trying to share with them um, versus just scanning through it and, and passing by. So it's, it's been a fun little dynamic of just getting more attention and, uh, and communicating a little differently. And how, so what kind of content uh, lends itself the best, I guess, for, for a visual representation through a cartoon? Really? I mean, there's, uh, in my opinion, there's no, there's no bounds to it. Um, any content that's worth sharing, uh, all, all a cartoon really does is, is, is it takes the words off the page and, and creates them uh, literally in an image, but also figuratively. Uh, in your mind, so it sinks in a little bit differently. You know, so here's a blast from the past. I knew this topic would uh, bring back memories. Um, I, I I covered the public safety beat in you know like 15 years ago, and there was a prison escape. And this is not truly I don't know if you would call this a cartoon or not, but so there was a prison escape, and after they caught the guys, or I think they caught them, but anyway, a- after a while, we were invited to the prison. And they walked us through what happened and what they have done to ensure it won't happen again, right? Okay. And, and it was like they jumped over this wall and then they hit over here because there was no guard in this tower. And then they did this and that and they, you know, went across this thing. I don't remember all the details. And I'm listening to them and I'm like, this is not a story I can tell through words only, right? Yeah, So I got- <laughs> very true. <laughs> So I got my graphic designer on the horn. I said, well, here's what happened. I want to give you time to work on it. Um, so that was a story. Like, I, I think I'm pretty sure I wrote about what they did and how they, they're fixing it. But at the end of the day, my words were not nearly as powerful as the graphic of 
how they actually did it. Right, exactly. You can kind of see it firsthand. So certainly um, cartoons can do that. But how do we how, how do people think about it? So if I'm let's say I'm writing an article here or let's say I'm doing a campaign on I mean, let's just make something up on, um, you know, how to convert unknown audience to known audience, for example, on a marketing blog. Um, what's the, the thought process? Like, how do people even get to, hey, we would like to have a cartoon or uh, some kind of design like that? You know, it really, uh, my experience right now, it's, it's you kind of have to lead the horse to the water, so to speak. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it, it's becoming more prevalent now. You got, you got people out there like Gary Vaynerchuk, um, who's a big voice. He's using more cartoons. So you, have see, you see people trying to emulate him. So there's, I've had a few leads come through, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn, where they're like, hey, I'd like to create my own character. Um, but the majority of it is, you know, kind of, a, kind of scouring. And when I'm, I'm looking for leads and, and looking for other potential clients out there is finding somebody with a pretty cool message, but it's just getting kind of lost in there. So what, how a cartoon could play in would say you had that article about uh, converting people that don't know you to those that do know you. Uh, very much like making friends. So uh, maybe a funny cartoon that can capture what it's like to, to make a friend um, kind of could pull that whole article together. So uh, again, going into the, the history uh, vaults here at the, at the headquarters here, back yeah. in the day, you know, I worked uh, on a United Way campaign and we had, I don't know that he was, a, that was truly a cartoon, kind of like a cartoon character. And so United Ways have um, uh, campaign chairs, right? And one year, the campaign chair was Ron Olson. So the designer came up with this cartoon character of uh, Ron Olson, called it Flat Ron. And there was a life-size um, version. There were versions you could take with you. There were versions all over the place. And okay. basically, Ron, Flat Ron carried the story all year long, right? And so... I don't think they've done that since, but I thought it was really nice and kind of kind of neat and, and different. And Ron used that picture as his Facebook photo, I think, for years to come. Um, but do you like is it like are we talking about like a character like that that carries the story through um, or what's like the best model that you that you uh, work with when you work with clients? Uh, the, the best model is having a character to, to kind of follow through, you know, every once in a while, some um, some gag cartoons are kind of fun on the spot mm -hmm. but particularly in, in this day and age where everything's not every but there's a lot online um and people building their businesses you know through the internet you easily can you can lose some of that personal touch and uh you know things like webinars can pull that together um and then zoom chat and, and things like that but if you're able to create a, a cartoon character that's either based on yourself or what you want to represent it's a fun way to just keep your audience engaged about what what you're talking about about your process. There's there's a there's a person there, and it's uh, and it's a little bit fun because you know, at the end of the day, even though we're adults, we we still got a little kid in all of us. Well, and and they kind of draw attention, right? Because it's not just the same old thing. I mean, that's that's kind of what happened with Flat Ron. People paid attention um, because it was different. <laughs> Exactly. And, and, you know, you alluded to it earlier, that, and that's a lot of the reason why I decided to, to try to put this idea together. Um, for me, it's been uh, almost about a year now 
is I just, I see these people with great messages or they're, they're trying to help people, a lot of coaches, consultants, and it's just these standard boring images of, you know, a person sitting on a beach on their laptop or people smiling white, like two white men smiling in front of a computer. And I'm like, there's gotta be a better way to articulate what you're trying to share right now. And uh, so for me, in my personal opinion, cartoons again are, are unique and different um, and can help you stand out a little more fun than those, those flat stuff. So when you're trying to figure out, you know, to come up with a character, how do you, how do you even get there? So with flat Ron, that was pretty simple, right? Ron was the real life campaign chair face of the campaign. So making a character from his, uh, his liking wasn't that uh, far of a stretch, right? Uh, but how do you like? If like, do you have an example? Even if you don't name any names, but how do you how do you create a character that can kind of go through the whole uh, campaign? I suppose um, a lot of that's going to be depending on uh, you know the client feedback as well. What do they want it to look like? What do they want it to see? Um, there was uh, I'm trying to think of it now. When I first started actually getting into to drawing um there was a, an author that created a character called keyhole ken and for me that's kind of how i got into cartooning itself it's a really simple way of drawing uh, a cartoon character where it begins with a circle up top and then the body comes down um into so basically it looks kind of like a keyhole and mm -hmm. from there you can kind of take it and, and create anybody with it different shapes of eyes nose ears mouth so it comes back to, you know, what are the client, do they want it to look like them? Or maybe they don't care. Maybe they just wanted somebody generic. Um, for me, I kind of stick to a, my same type of style. There's some artists out there that can bounce between different styles of art. Uh, for me, I, I kind of have my one style of the types of characters I create. And obviously I can make offshoots of them based on gender, race, you know, the combination of the two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certainly people do uh, relate to them. Uh, so, Mr. Peanut, would you say that's a cartoon character? Is it not? Yeah. You know, I, I would definitely say he's one because it's not a, I mean, he's not a real person. He's, right. Especially where baby Peanut now is, as he is. Well, so what's your, th so people, I mean, so they did a very nice job. I mean, that sounds really strange, right? But they did right. a nice job when they did that campaign. Uh, and then Mr. Peanut died. And there were, I mean, there were a lot of people like they really were relating to the, 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 I mean, the death of a fake thing or, you know, not a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was weird. I mean, my opinion was I, you know, I can kind of get where they're trying to go rebranding themselves, but uh, I don't know. Killing off a character is not one I've ever <laughs> been keen to, you know, I, I could easily foresee them if they, they brought in another character you know, another little peanut and, yeah. and over the course of a, a particular series have, have that little peanut become more the figurehead than, than the old guy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely people were split 50, 50. And then obviously the, the tragic passing of uh, Kobe Bryant and, and the rest of those individuals on the helicopter shifted a lot of that campaign at the time. Um, Cause I know that was, they, I think they were trying to push out that death campaign right around the passing uh, of that helicopter crash. So that's when they, shift, was. they right. shifted gears and went to the little peanut kind of being born. Um, so they mm -hmm. did well, but in my opinion, yes, it's a cartoon character, but two, I, I'm not one for killing off characters. You know, there's other ways to bring them about. 
Right. And, you know, so do you do you think had had the, the tragic accident with the, the Bryant helicopter, had that not happened, do you think they, they were going to bring him back and just have have him crawl out underneath the wreckage or something like that? That's a good point. I don't know. You know, that's that's interesting. I mean, it's I saw the trailer of it and it, it, it didn't seem very promising. He's just hanging on a branch and then he falls right. off. And then, <laughs> so. it, then then it explodes down there. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. But that was kind of my theory, right? Because they were, I mean, the, the whole point of the story really is here, why I brought this up, is it's a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. And people were talking about it, right? Yeah. Which is, of course, what the, the advertising folks want. And, you know, some, as you said, they were 50-50. But certainly there is some, um, you know, you, you get um, close to those characters and you, you feel from, I mean, I have people who were posting about, Mr. Peanut's death, like it was a real person, you know, like rest in peace or peace or whatever. Um, but interesting. Okay, good. Um, what other tips do you have for people? Oh, you know, I hinted at this earlier. Um, yeah. When uh, a lot of people use images because we do know that images help, right? Um, they break up copy. Um, they're easier to look at. But there is a trend. I use some stock images, too. I usually try to do something else with them. I just use them as a base if I use them. Um, but there's a lot of people who use, you know, stock art images because they want to use images. So you have the picture of the diverse group of people smiling at the computer screen, which what office has ever seen that actually right. happening? <laughs> Nobody. So right. So um, but but having a, a cartoon of some kind or a recurring um, character can really help you have unique visual content right i mean can it not yeah no totally you know when i when i when i first sit down with with clients that are kind of interested in and what are what are these cartoons about how can they help me it for me it comes down to really three points and the, the first is that people remember cartoons you know there's this uh, effect called the humor effect and studies are showing that when something's funny it's more easily recalled so that's it's another reason why cartoons are a really good tool as you're continuing to try to share your message or or craft your brand. Um, but and also from an effective standpoint, some of those stock images, you're right, they're just I don't even know why they're on there half the time. You're right. People just want images. And, and for me, some of those those are some of the best targets to find that um, who want the images and just may not know that what else is out there. But if you're able to find that right image, um, I don't have the exact um, in, uh, information about this particular study, but they talk about when people hear information, they're likely to remember about 10% of that information three days later. But if they have a relevant image that's paired with that same information, they retain 65% of the information three days later. So it, it shows the power of, of having a useful image connected to your story that can kind of keep that information rolling along. Right, because, you know, certainly it's like, I mean, I'm just looking at some of your cartoons here, and one is um, basically you have a box, a balloon is flying out of the box, fly away from the damn thing, don't just think out of the box, fly away yeah. from the damn thing. I read that backwards. Um, but um, but I can remember that, right? That's easier to remember than somebody just saying to me, um, you need to be more innovative. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, I hope hopefully that box wasn't... Um, shut too tightly with the balloon (laughs) i'm just just, kidding it's just cardboard (laughs) (laughs) but it's visual right that's the whole point and that's the point Um, yeah 
So, but let's talk a little bit more about how do you develop a character? So you, I mean, I can just, I, so when Flat Ron was born, See? I think the way he was born is the designer just kind of did it without talking to anybody and says, hey, I got this idea. What do you think? And there was a prototype and it was like, awesome. So what she did is she created a character without asking for permission, okay. um, right? And just did it. And people loved it and they carried it on. But how about when you start without that and you just start with the concept and saying, hey, we should consider doing a character that carries through the campaign. How do you get from that point to actually having a character? I mean, I can just see people having 8,000 different opinions, needing yeah. committee meetings, subcommittee meetings. How do, you, like, how do you get them to a point where you have something to look at? Well, I mean, first and foremost, there's definitely boundaries. You know, the, uh, when, you, when, you, when you set up um, a program to work with a client, you, know, you come to the mutual understanding that um, there's definitely allowed to make some edits and some changes, but we're going to limit that to you know, X amount just for the sake of sanity. Um, but for a lot of the times, it it's, comes back to how you talked about people can connect with a character like the peanut. Um, and people have done that for years, whether it's Mickey Mouse or Beavis and Butthead. For some reason, those characters, you know, just resonate. So when you're first starting out, you gather the, the information that they're trying to portray, the types of characters they kind of like. Um, a lot of that's, for me, just info gathering, questions, answers, doing a little sketch noting. And then when I present a few characters to them, uh, we'll use some of their messaging, whether it's maybe it's a quote that they use or um, maybe an inside joke of the office. And then when they're presented with a couple different characters, it, it almost kind of, it comes about in itself. They kind of gravitate. you. Like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Um, seeing that particular illustration saying that particular phrase. Um, it's kind of, it just marries together. So it's, it's definitely a, a, a two-way street. We work together to try to figure out the balance, but uh, serendipitously, it, it, it comes together and it just works um, with the right visual and the right message together. And limiting the number of edits helps yes, as well. <laughs> it does. You know, because I think mean, without it, you could, you're right, you could take forever to create something. Um, so it's challenging to the client and also myself to have some constraints where, you know, you have X amount of time to try to get it done. You have X amount of edits to make, you know, uh, essentially a win-win. Um, but I think, you know, at least in this particular scenario, it's, it's helpful um, to have those constraints to make the decision to, to pick the character. And, and even if they, they're a little rocky at first, you know, two or three or four cartoons in, you know, there's, you get a new connection to that character. It's like when you make a friend. At first, it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. Uh, not sure if I like them, but, you know, they're nice enough. But then, you know, three, four <laughs> times out hanging out later, you're getting uh, beers and dinner and it's, you know, you got a great friend now. So it, it's an evolving process for sure. And, you know, even like Flat Ron looked pretty professional, right? But I can, I can totally hear the CMOs in my, the back of my ear here, back of my head saying, well, our brand is not cartoonish cartoons wouldn't work for us. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 what, that's very true. You've heard that before, I'm sure. How uh, uh, cartoons work for any brand or is there limitations or how do you feel about that? Um, I think that's, you know, that's up for, for debate. I think, you know, 30,000 foot up, it could work for every brand. But on the day-to-day -day level, the... Uh, the, the customers, the individuals, they really have to buy in, you know, 
doesn't make sense for them. You could certainly create cartoons for, for healthcare, um, for construction, um, pharmaceutical, childcare, uh, craft beer. I mean, it can fit anywhere. Um, but you know, it com- comes down to the, each individual's uh, perspective of, of how they want their brand and their message portrayed. And I mean, certainly you can tell a story, right? I mean, we, we've we've looked at cartoon strips for forever and ever. And I, um, I actually, I look at Dilbert probably daily. Yep. Um, Tom Fishburne probably read him weekly. And you have Tom's a weekly terrific, cartoon. Yeah. He's uh, unbelievable. But you have have you you have a weekly cartoon coming out too, or no? Did I see that correctly? Uh, yeah. So I I usually create um, anywhere between three or four cartoons every week. <laughs> And then I, I put them uh, a lot of the times on Instagram, LinkedIn, and then once a week I put together an email newsletter um, that comes out Saturday mornings at eight o'clock, which is kind of like a, a collection of all those cartoons. Uh, for me, I thought it'd be fun to to wake up Saturday morning with a cup of coffee and, and read some cartoons. But the uh, the cartoons I create are are really trying to give um, potential clients out there a snapshot of of what it is I could create for them. So most of my work right now that I post has to do with uh, single panel cartoons where I'll take a quote or a message that I really like and I'll create a character around that, whether it's a, a person type character or an inanimate, inanimate object that we bring some life to. You know, and then, of course, if you create a good story in a cartoon strip, you, I mean, when people start using it, you know, you've, you've made it as a brand, I guess. Yeah. Because, that's so so because true. How, because you see i mean you see tom fishburne and, and and dilbert's you see those cartoons being used like every marketing conference i go to somebody has one of those yeah. somewhere yeah no it's good i mean I, I actually i got a chance to sit down and talk with tom about a month ago and for me it was just kind of uh as i'm getting into the you know the quote-unquote cartooning industry as it relates to content I was just curious on his journey and, and what it's been about. And uh, he's been at this for a long, long time. And uh, you're right. It's, he's got a great style, and but he's also really, really smart. Um, so he, he blends the two really, really well. Um, and he's everywhere. And then obviously Dilbert with Scott Adams. He's, he's one of the pioneers. So he's, he's been around quite some time. I look at it daily and it always hurts me that I can relate to most of them. Well, you know, I tell my <laughs> wife too is, even whether it's Dilbert or I actually read a lot of uh, Calvin and Hobbes, it's funny mm-hmm. the how old some of his strips are, but yet how completely relevant that information is today. You know, whether it's a Dilbert cartoon about some office politics or some stupid report they have to get done, where my wife's complaining about that stupid report she has to get done today. Um, it's just funny the, uh, the transparency that, you know, 25 years later, it's, it's, we're all still doing the same thing. Very interesting. So I know we, we did uh, spend a, a chunk of time earlier on talking about the character development, but of course you can use it to tell the entire story and then share it. Now, the one thing, and Tom and I actually talked about this because, so he put out a book, uh, your ad ignored. Yes. It. And so I first downloaded it on uh, Kindle. And at that time I wasn't reading it on an iPad, which now I use an iPad for most things, but right now I'm on my iPhone recording in the anchor app. And um, so I said, this book is terrible. I can't read it. And obviously I couldn't read it because the cartoons, many of them were not made for mobile, right? Okay. They were actually, some of them were, I mean, some of them were like 
decade old or something, as you said. They were still highly funny when you actually could read them. Um, but so there is that dilemma too, right? How do you make your cartoon stories, how do you make them work on all devices? What's the, ha has that come up yet? Um, not yet, but I'm actually going through it now. So I'm, I'm working on trying to put together a collection of my own cartoons in a, in a book form, uh, mostly due to my mother, because she says she wants a book. So I said, all right, hon, I'll, uh, I'll work <laughs> on it. But uh, uh, I'm trying to find the resources because, you know, right now I was looking at uh, Kindle Direct Publishing as, a, as an option because you can make it digital and hard copy um, but formatting stuff. Mm -hmm. So they don't have a, a direct form for formatting the cartoon type of book I'm looking for. They have formatting for a regular book and then they have formatting for, uh, you know, the, the type of graphic novels or manja type books. Um, but yeah, so I, that's definitely a, a challenge in terms of figuring out how to, how to get formatting that you want. Most of the social platforms, that's all pretty easy. You're going to be using, you know, JPEGs or, or PNG files um, or GIF files if you got some little animation to it. But uh, book form, is, it's, I've, it's a new venture I'm trying to figure out. Definitely a little challenging, though. Absolutely. Yep. Fantastic. Dave, what other uh, tips, thoughts that, that you want to share? Uh, the biggest thing is, uh, you know, I created Crafted 1K to to help people stand out. My background's been in sales and business development for 12 years. And, and when I was going into accounts, I didn't want to be another sales guy that was suit and tie trying to pitch something. I wanted to be a little different. So for me, that happened to be how I dressed and how I walked in um, and how, you know, I wouldn't pitch something for maybe a month. I wanted to get to know people. So cartoons, it's the same way. It's, you know, how do you stand out? You, if you're creating a business or you, you're representing a product or service and you believe it and you care about it and you know it can help people, um, you know, it's really your obligation to get that out there and, and let them know it. And if you're doing it with just plain words and stock images, you're just going to get lost. And if it's, if it's that valuable, you know, try something different. Cartoons could work for you. Um, maybe not. Maybe it's, maybe it's video or, or, or some other medium like that. But my biggest advice is if you believe in what you have, do something different. Stand out. Just don't follow the, the trends that are going on. Yep, very good. Where can people find you on the web, the website, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever? Yeah, no, that's cool. You want to uh, share? First and foremost, obviously, my website, crafted1k.com. <clears throat> um, you get the uh, the sign-on for the newsletter there if you're interested in Saturday morning cartoons. Um, otherwise, I post pretty regularly on Instagram. Um, I use the handle crafteddave. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. I think you could my direct uh, link in there is David or Dave J. McDonald, but you search Dave McDonald cartoonist, you'll find me on there as well. And what's the, what's the story behind crafted one K and by the way, it's crafted the number one and K the letter K exactly. Dot com. Yeah. Right? So, it, uh, so the, obviously crafted is, uh, is the craft is, is what I was going for. And the one K came from, uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, you know, phenomenal uh, entrepreneur, uh, created an essay in 2008 called a thousand true fans. And I have a link of that essay on my website if you want to check it out. Uh, but essentially, he talks about, you know, you don't need hundreds of thousands of, of customers to make your business work. Essentially, you just need a thousand true fans, fans that actually believe in what you're talking about, will buy what you have and will tell others about it. Um, so obviously, it's relative to each industry. You know, some people only need 50 clients. Some people need a thousand. Um, but it's a, the number's a lot smaller than you think if you focus on just building that out. So Crafted 1K, we're trying to get you to your at least your next 1,000 true fans. 
Fantastic. Great story. Dave, thanks for sharing the unique story on how we can integrate cartoons into our content marketing. Um, my pleasure. Yeah, absolutely, Christoph. This was, this was fun. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time. Everyone wants to move their content from happening to performing, and it's possible. Check out my latest book with the latest tips and tricks and advice on how to establish that content performance culture. It's possible. The book is available at contentperformance.online. Thank you.